Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey everyone, it's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there's a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work that you do every single day, no matter where learning is happening right now. We are here to support teaching wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we are super excited to have a fabulous, extraordinary educator, uh, Megan. So Megan, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, I'm Megan Davis. I'm a teacher near Seattle, Washington. I have taught grades four through eight. I've taught for uh, almost 30 years, and I currently teach sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Wow. Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Oh my gosh. You are like in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I actually, I I chose those grades. Um, This is going to sound maybe really bad, but stay with me. I'm Probably other than my son's first six weeks of life, because he didn't want to eat or sleep, middle school was the worst time of my entire life. And if I can do anything to help navigate it a little easier for some of my students, um, it's my choice. I, I choose to be at the middle level. And even on the bad days, I still love it. That's great. I myself was a former middle school teacher too. So I totally understand. And I just think it's wonderful. It's horrible that you had a terrible experience, but it's wonderful that you're transforming the experience for other students that you work with. And I gotta say, on a slight chance that anyone from Roslyn, Washington hears this, I had some exceptional teachers. A lot of it was more the, the, the social dynamics and growing up a kid who loved to read and was one of those me, you know, yes, teacher, I'll answer a question kind of students. And so, I, you know, I don't want it to be a, an indictment on my school system. It's just middle school's hard. Those middle school hard. <laughs> is super hard. And that's actually, I'd love to d- jump in right there. So how are you supporting your students during this interesting year? And how are you making sure that they all have equitable access to you, to teaching? So what are some of the strategies you've been doing? Sure, sure. Well, there's lots of things that I might bounce around. Um, one thing we are actually doing district-wide is um, we do a daily check-in with our kids. Um, and that includes where they're at. So if there's an emergency, we can get help to them. But one of the things I do and several teachers in my building do is we um, do it via a Google form. You can do it any way you want. Um, But we have the, so it's quick. It's where you, where you zooming from and then how are you feeling today? Great. Okay. Not great, but I don't need to check in. Not great. I want to check in or other. So other leaves it open to, you know, I got a new puppy. I really want to know about or whatever. So the not great, I need to check in. Um, gives me another way to, especially when you can't see body language, when kids can't put their cameras on or don't want to put their cameras on. And some kids will reach out that way for a check-in. And so that's one thing I've done to make myself more accessible when kids are struggling socially and emotionally is through that form. And we do teacher access time, which is outside of the class. Um, we have a weekly newsletter that goes out via um, a, a smart thing that sends it out to all the families. And um, I give out my classroom direct phone number. You can't see me, but um, because of my internet, I know not everywhere is up to 2021 with technology. I pay about 150% late internet. It's a step above dial up. 
So I am in my classroom every day and it makes it um, easier for me to maintain more of a normal routine as far as I'm actually surrounded by school. Um, so, you know, I actually admit to my kids, you guys, we know this stinks. You know, they, they would say it sucks, right? But we're going to make the best of it. Things are going to be different. We're not going to try to make remote school like school in the classroom because we can't do it and we shouldn't do it, right? So a lot of it is me telling them, I know this stinks, but we're going to do what we can. And um, I do answer my emails at night. I do answer my emails on the weekend. Um, I really love the LMS. I'm not going to say the name because it's not for them, but just the whole thing of, I keep everything in that LMS as much as possible, probably like 99% of things. And then they're not having to go, because one of the things a lot of kids struggle with, I hear in the district, I'm also on our tech committee, is some of the, some people put stuff everywhere. My kid has to go here. My kid has to go there. So for me, really that, that phrase, it may sound trite, keep it simple. But if you can keep it simple for them, if they know you care, they know you're there. And going back to those those check-ins at the start of class, how are you feeling today? And then we do a lot of, um, we have a, uh, what's called a Puma time, because our mascot's the Pumas, and that's twice a week, and we have a connection time, it's two other days a week. And those focus solely on building relationships and doing activities with kids that goes um, outside the curriculum, and it's just like, let's be people. You just I said love. so much. Like, so it's much. Like, I, like we could make a whole, I don't know, dissertation on all the best practices you just mentioned. I'm but so sorry. And I know what do I'm not be sorry. This is no, this is incredibly helpful. And I think so so many little pieces we could talk about for hours, but really like the, the two that, well, a few stood out for me, but really the keep it simple, right? Like, like less is more for students, for families, for everyone right now. Um, and really just the connection and the people piece. And Danielle and I have been talking a lot about this with each other through Danielle's presentations and also on the podcast and just how important that is right now. And just simply asking students, how are you? Particularly for middle schoolers, but definitely for all students can be game changing for them. It could make or break their day and think about the effect that that has on their potential learning, you know, if they know that they're seen and heard and feel comfortable in that way. Yeah, and I think also being vulnerable yourself as the teacher um, without getting, you know, into too much information. But like I shared with my classes in September, I lost my 14-year-old dog July 3rd, right? How many, and then it brought up that whole thing of, oh, I have a dog. And some of them got their dog on camera or, yeah, our dog died a couple of years ago, you know. And I think when we show that vulnerability and we show our human side, kids are more likely to open up too. And they, they have more of a connection with you. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's something that like almost like a silver lining of this school year where you're finding yourself like even more connected because you're going sort of the extra mile to ensure that that connection with all of your kids and and more vulnerability? Um, You know, it is a silver lining. I think I've always, just according to my evaluator, I always show that vulnerability. Yeah, (laughs) that's not a surprise. (laughs) I make a mistake in the classroom. I know that's really hard to believe. But when I do, I will tell the kids, Lindsay Doodles, Mrs. Davis, it's on her. I totally screwed up. You know, I had a teacher years ago, I'm in my 50s, that was like, oh, I was testing you. I'll tell my kids, guys, I'm not testing you. I I messed up. You know what? If you thought I was perfect up until now, well, you know for sure now I'm not, right? (laughs) So I've always been one that's willing to be human, right? Because none of us are perfect. But I I think it's been more of an intentional, uh, let's put in more of that building relationships time. Because, you know, during a normal school year, you can't see my air quotes, um, you know, it's all 
okay, we've got to get through this curriculum, but yes, I want to build relationships. We're going to have this test. And now we know, hey, we're being given permission nationwide, earthwide, you know, planet-wide, that we need to take time to address social emotional needs. And getting back to that silver lining, hopefully that is something we will not forget when we, we will, whenever it is, we will get back to school buildings. We actually do have some of our students at my school now, um, but um, most of them are not. So it definitely is. There are silver linings. And of course, I'd be happy if we were done with those silver linings and back to regular schedule. But I, I agree. It definitely is a silver line because I think we've been given permission to do more of the relationship building and the social emotional. So you are speaking exactly to things that we've shared for um, that I've I've shared this spring, I've shared this fall, and I'm loving everything that you're saying. I would love to dig in how, I, I wanna talk about vulnerability a little bit if you're okay with that, because sure. I think that's a concept that still a lot of educators struggle with. And what are some of the things you do to help your students also embrace vulnerability? Because as you clearly know, it's really important. I mean, building the relationships really important. You showing that you make mistakes, I love that. And I think now more than ever, students, also are craving to be seen and heard. And I agree with what you're saying. Like, I, I hope this moves forward. I hope we don't let this go by the wayside and go back to just focusing on standards and forgetting what it means to be human. That is the whole point of education, educating humans. So what are some things that you've done or even conversations you've had? We'd love to hear about that. I'm sure. So how, how to help kids be more vulnerable? Mm-hmm. So I definitely think seeing a, a grown-up person being very vulnerable helps because it makes the environment more comfortable. Um, in remote learning, um, I know there's a big push, kids use your camera, kids use your camera. But um, I let my kids keep their cameras off if they want to. I encourage they put them on, but I let them keep them off because especially middle school, you don't want to see yourself on camera, right? Mm -hmm. I don't require them to speak out loud. Um, they can use any method they want, whether it's a poll, whether it's chat. So as long as I see some form of engagement. So I guess one of the things I do is enable student choice as much as I can, because then it plays to a kid's strength and then it reduces that risk factor. And I think helps them feel less vulnerable. Just, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, another thing I mm -hmm. do, I work with um, part of my day is working with struggling readers. And it's really hard when you're an eighth grader and you're at a first grade reading level, right? How do you come into class and feel good about that? Because it's, it's hard, right? Um, and so I don't know if I should say I ready or just say we use a program that allows kids. You can say I ready. It's okay. <laughs> so, so one of the things I like about I ready is for those kids, because I know we talked about how we can help them if they're feeling vulnerable. But what about the fact that they are vulnerable? When you're an eighth grade boy and you're at a first grade reading level. That is not cool, right? That that you don't mm -hmm. feel great about that. You're almost going to high school. So one of the things I love about the iReady is that they show their diagnostic growth. And so I can give you the example of one of my eighth grade boys who um, he made 489% of his typical growth during remote learning. From what? Fall, from <laughs> fall, from end of September, to two weeks ago, he made 489% of his typical annual growth, 176% of his stretch growth. Now, I can say, hey, uh, Bart, um, not his name, you went from first to fourth grade. Well, first of all, 
if that were overheard when we were in the classroom, if you trying to talk quietly, that's not making Bart feel good, right? right? Or even if it's not heard by other kids, great. I'm an eighth grader and I'm a fourth grade. But when I can tell Bart and he um, lives with grandma, we called grandma up and said, grandma, you have got, and this is a kid who struggled in the fall with me, like any engagement, what, no matter what choices I gave him, he would not engage. And he started engaging. It took a lot of work on my part. And I think that's part of it too, is you've got to build those relationships, including with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether they're English speaking or not, um, you know, whatever you need to do, we use another program to send uh, chat messages that translate automatically. We have a liaison who's great about calling with me at 630 in the morning or four at night or in the afternoon. And so, you know, that is something that helps those kids who are struggling because they can now instead of, well, yeah, but I'm still fourth grade level. Oh, I need 489% during remote learning. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, seriously. That's right? really great. And I love how you're celebrating it. I love how you called grandma. I love that you're sharing that with him. That is so important. And, and it's the same thing you shared with what? Oh, sorry. I no, about. no, it's fine. I was just going to say like, you're, you're telling him that he made growth. So it's safe to assume that you told him what his starting point was, right? Like this is where you're at now. These are your goals and just being transparent from the get go. So that when you're talking about growth, they know where they're coming from and where they're at now. It's, it's great. Right. Absolutely. And at, in our building, we've tried different ways to work around it, but currently they lose an elective to work with me. Okay. That's a big, big bummer. It's a big sacrifice. Right. And so for these families, first of all, to be transparent, like you said, because here's why you're in, here's why you're working with me because you are at first grade reading level and you're at eighth grade. Right. So definitely we were honest about here's where you're at, but it's not where you start. It's how you finish. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on his journey right now, he's gone from first to fourth grade. He's made that huge progress. And I can, I can share, you know, that with the whole class, like, you know, hey, you know, I encourage him, like, is it okay if I show I didn't say his grade, you know, his reading level, obviously, like, duh, right? But look at this great growth, right? You guys, this is so awesome. So celebrating as a class too, and we celebrate, you know, how many quizzes they passed. And the great thing about when you have the lower grade readers is they can get through those quizzes quickly and they can see those, uh, you know, I use those iReady charts and I display them. Um, and um, when those kids get through a whole iReady chart and start a second one, it's like, like so motivating for some kids, not all, right? What's going to work for that kid may not work for a different kid. This is so wonderful. We would love to share some of your resources um, for listeners of the podcast, the check-in form, maybe pictures of your iReady charts of just how you helped data privacy, of course, but just ways that you're really encouraging and supporting your students because that is so important. And just thank you. Thank you for being a bright light in a lot of students' lives. Like we were educators. I needed that, Danielle. I needed (laughs) needed that because, you know, I, about, about uh, November, I was like, okay, I got my new normal here. Right. Not, I've got this whole remote teaching thing, but I've got a system that's working for me. And then, you know, you hit another bump in the road and it's like, okay, now I'm back to, you know, it's the constant transition. And just when you think you've got something, you know, now we're winding up, thankfully, for hybrid learning. And so now we've got to think about that schedule. So it's so great for you to say I sound positive because at times it's just like you just kind of go, oh, my gosh, another straw on my back. 
you know, it's like staring yeah, at just when you figure it out, it changes, right? But it just shows right. how, yeah, it's, it's incredible. You guys are superheroes, truly. Like just the way, I don't think any other profession could adapt and change and just put on a smile every day for, for their audience. And it's just, it's truly inspiring. So thank well, you. And I do want to mention to you, um, yeah. I want to give a shout out to our admin because we also do an admin connections and we do that when we're in building, but with remote, we're doing it. And so like the, the one boy I talked about, he's going to get that admin connection. It's going to be in our uh, video, uh, weekly video that goes out to all the kids that we play at our Puma time. And he's going to get recognized just as he was recognized as a student who did something exceptional. And it may be the first time that some kids ever see their name like that. Like I had a parent call me different kid. And this is what I love about teaching six, seven, eight. Some of these kids, I have a second or third year. Or I had them in sixth grade. Now I'm in eighth grade. And I can say to the parent and the kid, oh my gosh, I see all this growth in you. It is so exciting, right? Because I have a history with them. But I had a parent say it meant so much when he saw his name in the newsletter because that's never happened. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how much did that cost us? Exactly. <laughs> how, much, how much time did it take for me to type up the form? The administrators make a call home too. And we send something in the mail and put it in the newsletter, which shows up in the video, right? How much time and money did that take? Very, very little. And so getting back to that, keep it simple, but also what are the little things we can do that don't take a whole lot of um, our, our part, but we can yield some of these results that are exponential compared to what we actually had to do for time. Because I think lots of times we can get focused on, we have 24 hours in a day. I have the same 24 hours everybody else has, right? Now, some people say, Megan, I think you have 25. No, I don't. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? We all, maybe there's a few private schools out there. I don't know. Um, but I think 99.9% of schools, we don't have all the money that we want or need to make stuff happen. So when we can come across things that are inexpensive or things we're already paying for, um, great. Yeah. And you know what else is free? A smile. Yes. Showing yes. students that you care. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, words of compassion and kindness. So I just thank you so much. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have today, oh but God, we could talk to you. Talk about equity. Oh, well, you you talked about connection, which I think at this point, I a lot of people need to hear that too. Yeah. And it's just, we could talk to you all day for sure. We would love just real before we um, end, if there's one piece of advice you could give other educators who are listening. That is so hard because I'm really hard on myself as a teacher. And I know several of my colleagues who are too. Oh, you know what? The longer I do this job, the more I know that the more you do, the more there is left in this job to do. And you've got to give yourself permission to take time for yourself. Thank right? you. Yes. Nobody, nobody can survive on uh, zero hours of sleep. I've tried surviving on one or two hours of sleep, especially when my son was an infant. You've got to give yourself permission and do what's right for you. It helps me to check email at night because then I don't worry about it when I try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It helps me to check email a couple times over the weekend because if a parent, if I can settle something or you know a, 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 a misunderstanding or a quick question and that parent and kid don't worry about it all day Saturday and Sunday, but that's what's right for Megan Davis, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes me a couple of minutes. So I'm not saying teachers, my advice to you is check your email on the weekends. No, do what's right for you, but give yourself a break. It's got to happen or it's, it's just not, it's not. And I, I will tell you, I'm still learning that. I'm 57 years old. I've been doing this job since I was 25. And uh, 
I, especially with the remote learning, it's been another cycle of, whoa, I've got to pull back here. And um, now I have a retired husband. He's a little bit older than I am. And it's like, I have got to make time. And that's important. Humans Mm -hmm. need some balance. And so setting some boundaries, whatever those boundaries are for you, because Mm -hmm. what's right for me isn't going to be right for, you know, my teacher next door, the teacher upstairs. I don't well, know. No, that's it. Made a ton of sense. I've shared the same message, so I appreciate you sharing that as well. <laughs> we appreciate you. We uh, value you. Thank you so much for your oh, time. Thank you. And, yeah, thank uh, you, Megan. It's how just, can it's, they find us? Yes, and I was just gonna say it's so true. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? So, gotta help yourself before you can help others. So, thank you again for for everything you do. Um, And in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Um, Please rate us and subscribe. You can follow along on Twitter at Curriculum Asoche and on Instagram at MyIReady. And please be sure to tag us in your posts. And if you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. And this will all be in the show notes. This is about you. We are always here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.